Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, where we cover life hacks, habits, personal mastery, interesting concepts and ideas, stories, ancient and modern wisdom, all the things that will make us learn and grow into becoming the better versions of ourselves. I am your host, Jakub the Funky Warrior, and today we have another special edition of the podcast with a warrior story. It's a series of stories where the warrior from within comes out, and the goal is to understand the lesson and how we can tap more often into that warrior energy. All of us have those moments in our lives where we are put to the test, where we need to push our own boundaries. Remember, each story, each moment, big or little, carries a lesson and wisdom that you can take and that makes you grow, that makes you stronger and wiser. All right, warriors, let's get into this. Before getting into the serious stuff, I just want to thank one of our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by My Smile. It keeps my energy level and mood up all day, makes each moment more meaningful, and apparently, that's what people tell me, makes my face more pleasant to look at. Disclaimer, it does have some side effects. The cheek muscles might get a bit tense after too much of it, but still, I strongly recommend it. So get your smile today and use the promo code WARRIOR at the checkout for 50% off and depending on the website you're getting it from the price varies between zero and zero dollars but it's worth every single penny I promise you and if you're smiling right now I bet you're smiling are you come on show me your most beautiful smile that's what's up I love it it's worth every penny right that's money well invested my friend Alright, let's get into today's warrior story about the time I've got lost in the Swiss Alps. So for a bit of context, my dad works in the tourism industry. And one day he announced to me and my mom, guys, I've got a hookup, we're going to Switzerland to ski in the Alps. So obviously me and my mom are super excited, we pack our bags, take the plane, get to this beautiful, incredible place... Well, place, I mean, it's a mountain, beautiful mountain, and we are living on the mountain. If I'm not mistaken, the mountain is about 4,000 meters high, and our apartment is right in the middle, so about 2,000 meters high. It's kind of like a little village, a few restaurants, you can just, you know, walk around, there's other people, but at the same time, you feel you are, in a way, in a forest on the mountain, so it's really, really magical. 
So first day, we have a little breakfast at home and then we get our skis, actually snowboard for me, but skis for my parents. And we get on that little uh, thing thing that brings us to the top. I don't know how it's called, but like, you know, it's a couch, kind of like an electric couch that brings you to the top of the mountain. So then you can slide that baby right down. I have no idea why I took a Texas accent. Anyways, first day, second day incredible so many fluffy snow nothing like the mountains in Quebec that I'm used to sliding my parents go on the easy trails and of course me I go on the hardcore intense professional trails jumping over trees quadruple backflips all that good stuff you know how I roll So at the end of the second day my confidence is through the roof I feel like I'm the king of the hill The third day, I pack my usual survival kit for the day, which is a chocolate bar, two cigarettes, a few matches, and five euros to eat something during the day. On my first ride, I decide to go on a different trail. So I take a little side one. And then, since that confidence is through the roof and I feel like nothing can stop me, I start taking a little off-piste so I'm more and more in the woods, away from the main trails. And you know, I'm used to skiing on baby mountains in Quebec, so you can't get lost. Everything is connected. Worst case, you go down for five minutes, even in the middle of the forest, and you end up, worst case, in the parking lot, and you go up the hill. But surprisingly, it's not the case in the Alps. So I go down through the trees. There's no trail in the snow. I'm a pioneer. I'm a conqueror. I might even discover a new land. You know what? If I do, I'll call it the Jakub's Promised Land. No, it sounds too much like a cult. Okay, the Jakub's Paradise Island. No, it sounds like a cheesy reality TV or like a party result in the Caribbean. Okay, we'll come up with a better name later. The snow is so fluffy. The trees are beautiful. The sun is shining. It's like two degrees below zero. Almost summertime for a winter ski day. It's really paradise. So I continue my ride. 15 minutes go by. I'm sure I'll reach a trail soon. 30 minutes go by. Okay, I need to look around to find some people skiing or something. 45 minutes. What the fuck? So I go down for about one hour and I reach a plane so I cannot slide anymore. Not like a plane, like a flying plane, like a plane in the nature where there's no trees. So it's flat. So I take off my board and start walking. I can't go up from where I came from because that would take at least three hours. So I tell myself I'll walk a little bit to the right and probably, again, very hopeful, I'll reach a trail. But all I see for now are abandoned houses and snow and snow and some more snow. That's not a good sign. So I keep walking. The snow is like almost to my hips. So... Imagine each step is a bit of a struggle. My legs starts to hurt. And that's when I start little by little to realize the gravity of the situation and the uncertainty of my survival. But I'm still the king of the hill. I'm stronger than this. I'm singing in my head a song that I was listening the day before. I'm a stand-up guy, not the type that fall. It's in a Lil Wayne song. And I sing it over and over again. I walk for about 20 more minutes and at some point I see what looks like a trail in the forest. 
there seems to be some kind of road in the middle because there's a little bit less trees there. So I'm guessing this needs to lead somewhere. As I approach though, all I'm seeing are animal footprints in the snow. That's not a good sign. And by now, the sun starts to go down. It must be about 5-6 p.m. And for context, I left home at 9 a.m. And that was my first ride down. So it's a while I've been walking and I've been lost. My survival brain starts kicking in. I must find a shelter for the night. They'll probably send a helicopter tomorrow morning looking for me. All those little ideas and voices start getting into my head. But then I think of a solution for the situation. I need to light up a cigarette. So I take out the cigarette out of my coat and then I take the matches and I see there's only four left. And then my survival brain starts talking to me. I might need those matches to light a fire for the night. With the wind and everything, four matches are barely enough. It's too risky. Let's forget the cigarette. I take out my chocolate bar, take a bite. Mmm, so good. But then my survival brain speaks to me again. You might even be stuck here for a few days. Do not eat the whole thing. So I put it back in my coat and save it for later. So I'm walking up that trail and I start looking for a shelter for the night. I see an abandoned wood home. I think I could spend the night here. But if I go there right now and give up, that means I'm literally stuck in the woods until the next morning. Okay, I still have a little bit of time. The sun is still not down. I tell myself I'll walk five more minutes and if nothing comes up, I'll come back to the house. So I'm walking for five more minutes. It's time. Okay, five more minutes. I have a good feeling. I'm walking. Now it's getting dark. Okay, five last more minutes. And I kid you not, after about 10 minutes, I reach a trail and I see lots of footprints that seem very fresh. So it must be a place that people walked by not so long ago. I'm saved. I fall on the ground, celebrating with no energy in my body. I thank the universe for saving me and for Lil Wayne for keeping my spirits up. Finally, I light up that cigarette, enjoy every second and then get up, walk for about 15 minutes of that trail, see some lights from the village, I see people, I see life. Yes, I will live another day. So what lessons can we now take away from that story? First of all, when you have a hard goal or a big goal, set smaller milestones. I know rock climbers and people who go up the Everest, they do that. They don't think of the whole path ahead of them. Sometimes they literally think of just the next step, especially when it gets really hard. So same thing, if you're studying for an exam or reading a book, obviously holding a book of 500 pages in your hand might seem very long to read. But let's start with one page, one chapter, And then next thing you know, you've reached the goal. Also, without being paranoid, of course, prepare for the worst case. So even if it wasn't really planned, I still had that chocolate and that cigarette and those matches that would have been incredibly helpful if I spent the night 
or a few nights in the woods. Also, when things get really hard, find something to grasp that can keep your spirits and your hope up. In my case, it was the song, but also the fact that I will not sleep in the snow and literally die of cold, that I can still sleep in a little wood house, that I can do a fire with the matches that I have, etc. So in my mind, even if I didn't find the trail before the end of the day, I wasn't already dead. I could still spend the night in the woods and the next day continue my research. Also, mental chatter is super important. If early in the day I would have let either frustration or desperation take over my mind, I don't know what would have happened. But in that case, I really, I remember I had a lot of that hope and that spirit that was up in my mind. And that's really important in those situations. Also, that doesn't go into any type of situation, but anything that kind of is threatening or very highly stressful, do not panic. You have to see and understand and analyze the situation with as much as possible a clear mind. Otherwise, you will not think clearly and find solutions to whatever situation you're in. And finally, if you push your own limits, in that case, going off the trail and ended up lost for the whole day, you will face uncomfortable situations, but you will grow resilience and learn lessons you wouldn't if you just stayed in your comfort zone, in your lane, if you took the path that you already know. So do get out of your comfort zone. Do get into uncomfortable situations. That's how you grow. And anyways, you know by now that you have a warrior within that you can tap into and that will save you from any situation or almost any. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this inspired you to learn the lessons from your own stories and to push your own boundaries. Remember, you can always reach out to me if you have some stories in mind, if you have some suggestions or comments or things you would like me to cover. I will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If we take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, The student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do, to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all and it's very important that you realize that your evolution your your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else and you can't live your life the way your mommy and daddy want you to live it or the way the people at the office say you gotta live it or the way society says you gotta live it you gotta live it for yourself